Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, the polar vortex has finally ended. Well, Ooh. for now. Uh, the cold weather has finally made its way uh, out of the Great Lakes, made its way out of New England, and it's retreated back to where it belongs, and that's in the polar region. But Bonnie, an extended period of really cold air, um, unfortunately, a lot of deaths with this system. Last time I saw it, it was somewhere around 21 or 22 deaths attributed to the cold air. Um, you know, record setting by by all, you know, all areas of measurement. But man, uh, I'm glad it's finally gone because that was just unbearable for so many people to deal with. It was. And I mean, they were shutting stuff down. They were shutting down post offices and everything just because it was so cold. I saw tweets from different um, like police stations saying, can you all just hold the crime to a minimum for a couple of days so that we don't have to get out in this? Like, right. I mean, you know, I just it was crazy. I've never seen temperatures like that before. And I'm glad that it's over, too. We were cold here, but not that cold. But Exactly. Yeah. When you're waking up and temperatures are in, you know, the minus 20 range and wind chills are in the minus 50 to 60 range, you know, it's just it's downright cold. And, you know, they're saying any exposure to your skin outside of, you know, 15 to 20 seconds, uh, you know, can bring on, you know, different things with, you know, either frostbite or if you're out and extend a period of time, even with layers, you can get hypothermia. Uh, I want to say somebody was telling me that in temperatures that cold, if you don't blink, your eyes can actually freeze. And that's definitely not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen eyes is probably not not no. good. No, because apparently the ice crystals, you know, can do damage to your retina and your cornea. And that's just that just sounds painful and completely avoidable. So I'm going to go ahead and take that option and stay inside if it ever gets that cold. Yeah, for real. It's just not worth it. And I will say the other viral funny things that I saw were people doing that ice test where they take, you know, either really warm water or boiling water and they take it outside and throw it up in the air and it instantly crystallizes. You see the video of the guy in Chicago that did that and didn't realize it's not cold enough. So he basically doused himself with extremely hot water. Oh, it was fantastic to watch. Wow, that's crazy. I did see people taking like their wet jeans outside and yep. standing them up and like doing different stuff with like ramen noodles and like ramen noodles freezing in the air and stuff like that. Like I just saw a bunch of weird pictures, some of which I'm sure were not exactly real, but you know, th- I don't know. Right? It was crazy. But you know, with cold air stuff like that does happen. I will say this. I thought the pants thing was fantastic. You know, you see these these people just basically put their sets of, you know, their pants and were able to stand them up on end outside. It just it looked really cool. It looked really cool. Um, But you guys have mentioned that you guys were in, you know, colder weather in Oklahoma. Um, Us, for the most part, out here on the West Coast, we've been, you know, in the opposite. We've been under basically a ridge and it's been really warm. But, you know, what do you guys have coming up in terms of your weather over the next couple of days? Well, I will say it finally warmed up for us a little bit. The past two days, we've been in the upper 60s, near 70. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, it's been nice. The sun finally came out today. Yesterday it was all dreary, but it wasn't cold. It was cold like because the wind was blowing, but it wasn't frigid. It was just like, ooh, it's chilly out here, like early spring type feeling. And so that was really nice. Um, the, but the sun has come out. It's really, really windy outside, though, and that's what's making it chilly. But it's nice, and it'll stay like this, and it'll cool back down later in the week, and we'll be highs in the 40s, lows in the upper teens, 20s. So we're just doing this like winter roller coaster thing right now. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm over it. Like, I don't want any more winter weather. I don't care about it anymore. I'm just ready for spring. Like I'm just over it. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't blame you. Like you said, we've been really warm here. I mean, you know, when we're taping the Sunday afternoon, it's 45 degrees. Uh, The sun's out. There is a little bit of a wind, but we're in this transition period where, you know, starting tonight, we have a shot at snow for the first time, really uh, all winter long. And, uh, one of the chief meteorologists here has named this Arctic blast that is coming in. Apparently, it's true Arctic air. This is the itty-bitty polar vortex that's going to affect now the Pacific Northwest. So temperatures will be during the day, you know, will top out in the upper 30s, lower 40s. But then overnight, under clear skies, temperatures will get down into the teens. Well, you know, we're looking at possibly snow here in the you know Northwest tonight for the first time. But... It's hilarious because, like I said, it's 45 degrees right now with a southerly wind. It's warm up above. It's warm up to about 1,500 feet. And when this cold air comes in tonight, you know, the snow level is supposed to crash down hard to the valley floor. So, I mean, since starting on Tuesday, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, we have our first real shot snow coming up Sunday to Monday. We're thinking maybe an inch to two inches, three inches, depending where you are. For me personally, you know, I did a couple of Facebook lives and I'm like, listen, the models say anywhere from half an inch to two an inch or to two inches. That's what, you know, I'm going to go with. But even this morning when we look at the model runs, the models are saying it, but just the meteorology doesn't add up. The streets are well, too. Do you think it's going to be snow and not freezing rain if it's warm down here at the surface? No, because. Or does it not work the same over there? No. <laughs> so, the and, and, you know, as we've explained, in order to have the freezing rain, you have to have that warm tongue somewhere, right? In the, in the mid atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Where the snowflakes fall through, they melt, and then they don't have a chance to refreeze, you know, as sleet or transition back into something. And then it hits the, you know, the pavement, which is now below freezing. You get freezing rain. Here, it's going to be cold air all the way down to, say, like 1,500 feet or 1,000 feet or 500 feet. That's why most of our snow issues in the northwest are elevation driven. So, you know, we're not worried necessarily about freezing rain, but we are worried about just plain cold rain at, you know, the valley floor. And one of the things that, you know, we look at all the models are saying snow, 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 even a half inch, blah, blah, blah. The National Weather Service today finally issued a winter storm advisory, you know, or winter weather advisory, sorry, not winter storm, winter weather advisory saying there's a chance for snow, mainly above 500 feet, one to three inches, blah, 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 which is them playing it safe. And again, I understand why, because when you look at all the models, there's no real consistent you know, the European model is pretty bullish on snow sometimes, uh, and it's kind of backed off. The GFS, which is usually pretty slow, is kind of ramped it up. And so it's just, you know, 800 ingredients need to come together. We maybe have 400 of them, and yeah. it's just, it's it's a crapshoot. So um, everybody's kind of watching to see what happens tonight. Uh, my phone's been blowing up all week from friends of mine that are teachers like, oh, what are you going to do? What, you know, do I get a late start? Do I need to do a lesson plan? I'm like, listen, it's borderline at best. It's not a clear shot. There's not cold air here yet. You know, later on in the week, it looks a lot better. And even into next weekend, we could be looking at a quote unquote true snowstorm. But with that said, it's just, you know, all these ingredients have to take spot, uh, take place. So 
you know, our forecast is we're trending a lot colder finally. Um, we'll see truly how cold we get. I would love to see a couple days where our temperatures, you know, our highs are near freezing because that's a really good setup in terms of maybe possibly getting a true snow event or a snowstorm in here. Um, I just don't see that happening right now. So it's going to be one of those things where, you know, late winter, early spring snowfall where it snows overnight, it's there in the morning, and then by noon it's melted away. So I have yeah. a feeling at best, but that's what we're looking at. But, man, there's so much stuff and so much time to go and so many, you know, so much model riding to go. If you invest in this a lot, as I tweeted to a friend of mine who's a professor at Oregon State, you might as well just start drinking right now because that's the only <laughs> thing that's truly going to, you know, calm your nerves over the next, you know, 12, 24, 48 hours. Well, and that's the deal with winter weather. It's just it's so hard to predict and like hanging on every model run, which is what, every three hours or whatever. It's yep. like you know, it'll just consume your whole life. And then you end up with a half inch of snow that's gone in the afternoon, like you said. And so it's just, honestly, we've been doing this for months now. Like, okay, let's just move on from winter. We'll give it a shot next year. It's fine. Let's just move on to spring. Like right. it's old news. <laughs> right. And you know, one, one of the things that, you know, we had talked, when we talked about the show, I said, I want to kind of go off on this little, you know, this model riding, you know, tangent and I'm going to, but the one thing that I look at and I love about this time of year, especially here, is the radar that serves the Portland National Forecast Office, and you know is is KRTX, and it's you know for some reason our radar has just really crappy, really crappy issues, and of late they, it's been in and out of service for a very long time, and nobody really That's knows what's true. what's going on, so it just comes and goes. The radar for Portland is based at eighteen hundred feet of elevation. So it covers most of the mountains and it covers up above the hills. Now, you and I both know that, you know, when radars are going, their beam goes out at either flat at zero degrees across the horizon or just slightly elevated at half a degree. Mm -hmm. By the time that beam reaches over Portland, the bottom of the beam is about 2000 feet. So you're going to yeah. see on radar returns and especially those that, you know, will change the colors or they actually look at the different classifications of what's falling. It will say it's snowing in Portland, but clearly it's a very cold rain because because yeah, the, the radar up 2000 feet up, exactly it's not coming down as rain. And yeah. so it's just one of those things where we just constantly look at it and just like, man, you know what? It, and it again, it truly is the difference of two, three or four degrees. Yeah. If the temperature well, is just a little bit colder. Sure. And, and it comes with hail sizes and also uh, wind speeds. Yep. So we, we have that same issue and, you know, and you got to take that into account. And that's why it's, that's why people are like, well, you're telling us it's snow, but it's not snow. And people just don't understand all the different facets that go into oh, yeah. it. And that every every single thing matters the slight angle of the beam everything so exactly and so you know when you when you look at this stuff and all the technology it's great but man mm -hmm. you know and you said this before it really is so important that you have people on the ground to verify what's happening yeah because exactly. you, you know a satellite can say something and a radar can say something but unless there's somebody there to verify it you know it just it's it's unlikely so you know like i said we're sitting here watching models left and right. Um, the Euro's running every 12. The GFS is running every six. Some of the specialized, you know, high resolution models are running every, you know, three to six. And it's just, you're just like, man, come on. It's just, it's crazy. But um, I'm glad that, you know, we have all this information. So now it's just kind of wait and see. Um, it's the Golu, you know, forecasting method, go outside, look up. 
So, you know, come, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock tonight when this event could possibly start into the early morning hours, man, it's just going to be a lot of watching the radar, a lot of watching observations, seeing if this cold air does make it, you know, through the state of Washington, through the Columbia Gorge and then down to the Willamette Valley. So uh, the setup is great. It's just we don't necessarily have all the ingredients in place. So uh, we just wait and wait and wait. And that's what it is. And that's what these big events in the winter and in the spring are. It's a waiting. It's like, okay, we got to wait for it to start to see what right. it's going to do. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where we're just like, okay. But I wanted to, you know, touch basically on, on this model thing. If you are a weather geek like you and I are, and you're constantly riding the models and just constantly, you're living and dying with every single forecast, man, you know, <laughs> I don't yeah, under, used to disappointment. Like. Yeah, you really, it, it's true. It's true. And, you know, and I, I make the joke about people drinking, but man, it's okay. true because if there's nothing going on and you're just living and dying every six hours, <laughs> it, it it's a brutal way to live life. <laughs> and now I can understand why, you know, employees of the National Weather Service and public companies and private companies, when you work in weather and you do this all day long, why you, when you go home, you have to unplug because yeah. you just can't, you can't consistently keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It's just, it's not healthy. No, no, not at all. And, you know, and especially when you're writing the models to try to see what, you know, make a good forecast and then it doesn't happen and you get all the flack from everybody. It's just, Ugh. Right. You know, I couldn't even imagine that kind of that pressure and that letting yourself down and letting everybody else down type of feeling, you know, and yep. I just, you know, the winter's difficult and I, you know, wish people were more understanding of that. It's true. And it's one of those things where, you know, I know that people like to say, oh, it's the only job that you can keep and still be wrong 70% of the time. Well, you know, when you're dealing with an imperfect science and you're having to do it every single day mistakes do get made and you know unfortunately they pay for them dearly so yeah well and it's because you know we have zero way to measure every yep. square inch from here to the top of the atmosphere there's just no way that yep. we don't have that possibility and that's that's what happens is we can't see every warm layer we can't see every moist or dry layer you know like so we just it's, it's I don't know. If people don't know about it, they shouldn't comment on it. Exactly. I mean, we we have vertical profilers, but they are few and far between. So it's uh it's unbelievable. Bonnie, I'm glad that, you know, the polar vortex is gone. I'm glad that you've warmed up a little bit. Yeah, you're cooled down and I'm glad we're finally getting into the snow, but man, just fingers crossed that we finally get some snow in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, spring's supposed to start early, according to the groundhog. So we will just see. Yeah, we didn't bring a Punxsutawney Phil. I'm going to dive deep into that next week because I really wanted to see what was going to happen weather-wise here first. But props <laughs> to Punxsutawney Phil for seeing his shadow. Um, you know, I, I know that he's the, the world's most famous weatherman, they claim. But uh, talk about a guy that, you know, isn't wrong or right a percentage of the time. The dude just is epic. So, you know, I wish we all had his forecasting ability and I wish we had his accuracy. Well, I guess we should start paying more attention to our shadows, and that's all That's all it takes. That's all we need. <laughs> that is very true. Bonnie, I appreciate it. It's been another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.